Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, I wanted to pop in and let you know that we are gifting the first 100 people who leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts a dope Melanin and Miles enamel pin. You can wear the pin on your jacket, add it to your backpack, or on your luggage. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and claim your thank you gift at melaninandmiles.com slash pin. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are interviewing someone new. His name is Lawrence. He is actually the co-founder of Wave Enterprise Company, a company that helps our content creators all over with services of writing, music, content creation, travel guides, and social media management. Very complex. And he co-owns it with his wife, which is really cool. So while we know you and your wife do so much, this is a Travel Think podcast. So let's dive deeper into that. First, I want you to tell us more about yourself in general. Um, let the audience know like how old you are, where you're from um, originally, like, <laughs> like not where you're calling from, and then like, where you went to school and like how you kind of ended up where you are today. Cool. Um, you know, it's easy to talk about yourself, so I'll get into it. Um, Again, I'm Lawrence Oliver. Thanks for introducing me. Glad to be here. Um, about me, from Chicago, a suburb of Chicago, uh, born and raised. And I'm into growing up, I'm into sports and music. Um, currently a musician, a traveling musician, one of my life division. We have our business, Wave Enterprise. Um, but played sports growing up, went to Carl Sandburg High School played football, and uh, after high school, during college, played football, went to Western Illinois out of high school, and um, liked it there, had some some growing pains and wanted to find a better fit, so I did a, a transfer to Los Angeles, where I went to a junior college, and played for Los Angeles Valley, in straight in LA, and then from there I got a scholarship to Alabama State. Uh, HBCU in Montgomery, Alabama. So during college, I had an extremely broad spectrum of culture. You was traveling all, 
already all over the place. <laughs> That's where like the the itch to travel and see different environments started. It was in college, so mm -hmm. you know, Western Illinois, you got your PWI. Um, not super big, like twelve thousand students. It's not super big. It's not super small, but it's nice. PWI, Macomb, Illinois, uh, and then. In the Valley, in Los Angeles, you have uh, you have everything there. You got Hollywood, you got you know Vegas right there. You got everything, right? Yeah. And then Montgomery, you have you have Montgomery, Alabama, which is uh, an amazing experience as well. So, had all different cultures. Um, I'll say after just to keep it short because. <laughs> <laughs> After high school, yeah, you know, I played football and I was, you know, I had aspirations for the NFL. Didn't quite go as planned. I had I had an injury at college, but that brought mm -hmm. me to Atlanta. So I moved to Atlanta right after uh, college, graduating from Alabama. And my wife and I connected again in Atlanta, actually serendipity. We didn't plan on that, but we did together, uh, connected again, and from there, I mean, we had, we eloped, <laughs> we went to a courthouse, got married, a year later, we had our, <laughs> we had our ceremony in Cancun, so uh -huh. we really had the interest in, my wife actually, she was a teacher coming out of college, she taught third grade, she did her student teaching in San Antonio, so I visited her there, so Leading up until Not now, it was just a lot of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, that's my background. From there, we got the itch, and we were like, let's just quit this stuff in Atlanta and then just across the world. We prepared, we planned, organized it, and manifested. We're here now today, and it's, it's great. And so, I know, but the audience does not know. Where did you move specifically all the way across the world? <laughs> <laughs> right. We chose the Philippines. Yeah. We're in Manila, Philippines right now. That just, that's actually really crazy. Like, how long have y'all been there, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> so, we moved here late last July. So, a little over a year now. Okay. And um, definitely immersed ourselves here. Mm hmm. So I guess you already explained why you moved, but I guess how has the whole process been like, you can't just pick up and just take a flight, go to a new country and stay like, <laughs> like, did you have to take language classes or anything, get your visas, Do you have to keep getting it renewed and all that? Great question. Great question. So <laughs> part of the decision in coming to the Philippines, one of the major like one of the major factors for us was that English is widely spoken. So uh, communication isn't really a big deal, at least in Manila. Uh, there's some, a few language barriers, but it's really, it's really minimal. Um, yeah. But pre preparation, I was, when I was checking you guys out, you guys got some great information about planning moves, whether it's in the country or abroad, whether it's yeah. for, you know, studying or actually living like we had to do a lot of planning so probably a little over half a year of just like planning we also have a cat so we travel with a cat that's a whole another like 
a whole nother situation. Yeah, I don't even want to know what that flight was like for <laughs> Well, actually, she was underneath us on the way here. So we were like feeling really bad. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was an interesting experience. We actually have a blog. My wife wrote a blog about traveling with a cat. And it's like so much you gotta <laughs> actually like. Think about it. You never yeah, think about it. That yeah. Exactly. You do it. Wow. So. You know, at the end, I'm going to ask for like where people can find you. You got to show us where this vlog is. <laughs> so I can share it. So I guess, what's it like being black in the Philippines? Because I already know in Asia, Southeast Asia, that's a whole different story compared to the US. So what's your That's experience? a great question. The Philippines, they're huge on basketball. Like, they're like, it's like a religion. So, really? Um, yeah, and I actually didn't know this until I was out here, but they love basketball. Everybody's playing it. Um, so, they just see me as like some cool like basketball player. They're like, what's up, bro? Like, I got dreads. So, like, <laughs> what's up, bro? Like, people are super friendly. Um, being black, ah, I was just like, I was just talking about this recently, you know, with everything going on in 2020. You know, it's been yeah. A crazy ride this year. So, you know, yeah. recent, the most recent, you know, outcry about Breonna Taylor and, you know, the whole, the whole um, protesting in June that is mm-hmm. historic. One thing I would say as a black man, I didn't realize until I moved here, is that there was a little piece of me that's always, that has this little, like, this, it's this feeling you get whenever you see law enforcement, you see the sirens or next to you, you see the uniform. And it's just this little, just this little, it's unease. And I didn't realize I really had that until I moved here and I didn't. So mm-hmm. like not having to like subconsciously worry about anything happening in the you know, I was in Montgomery for a while in Atlanta, even in LA and things in Chicago, anywhere in America, anything's about to happen. So I right. feel like one thing that as far as being a black male, I think. If you're all, if all that you see is not just America, but the city that you've grown up in, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So you never know. I didn't know that I had this feeling every time, and I didn't know mm-hmm. I couldn't have it. Like I didn't know the flip side that I could. Yeah, somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. And so, let's see. I guess obviously there are not many like native black people in the Philippines, but would you say that you were able to interact with other visitors or maybe there was that rare black person or there's a lot of brown people. So (laughs) have you gotten to- Yes, that's actually, it's cool. There's a lot of, a lot of, a big Nigerian population here actually living here. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, so. It's kind of like one of those things where you just see somebody that looks like you. It's like, brother, what's up? What's up? My man, what's good? And they're just like, hey, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, 
I was fortunate to play. They had American Football League that's developing up here. And oh. I joined the football league. I got to get out some um some un some unfinished business on the football field and had fun, right? <laughs> yeah. And there was uh, a good amount of good amount of black dudes that were on that were in the league. So I connected with some um American, African American, um, some guys that I'm really close with now from Memphis. And they oh, are wow. kind of from all around. But mm -hmm. They're into um, like I'm into music and creating, like producing and stuff. They're in the film, so like we kind of click on that. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, connected with my own. It's, yeah, no, that's cool. I feel like um, when you move someplace like super far, it's it's fun to be out there. It's fun to travel, but I do still miss, and I like wished I could find like a bigger black community wherever i go and so i like to try and find like other black people traveling other black people doing stuff that i can connect with so it's cool that you were able to do that yeah absolutely we gotta that's the thing is like we gotta travel more it's like yeah <laughs> it's very it's not it's not you know it's not a, a little or a few but it's, it's not as many as you would hope it's like you want to connect yeah. more so mm -hmm. it is it is uh it's good to see though when you do when you do connect with someone. Yeah. Um, did you get to travel a lot while you were out there, or do you still get to travel? I guess it's different now with COVID and everything, but yeah, this year has been kind of standstill. But we um, we did a lot of traveling when we got here. We hit the ground running. We did um, in Southeast Asia, outside of the Philippines. We did Vietnam, Thailand. Um, all three different amazing experiences. And within the Philippines, they have so many islands, so much beauty. Um, mm. We went to a couple of like touristy spots and some low key spots. Uh, you know, touristy like the Black Eye, the whole. Um, you see a lot of stuff on the like that. And they have Porticolera, which is an island that's kind of close to Manila, but it's in the cut and very low-key and it's peaceful and a lot of beauty in the Philippines. That's what, another reason why we came here, the islands and just the beach life. It's, yeah, it's no, really, that's nice. Yeah, so what would you say is your favorite destination out there besides the one you're living in? <laughs> in the Philippines, I would say Bohol was our favorite. And there's a very <laughs> touristy spot in Bohol and people that know Bohol, they probably think there's a really nice strip there on the beach, which is, it's cool. It's like kind of crowded, but it's like good vibes. But there's two hours from like there, there's this really secluded place right on the beach. We stay in all uh, coral cottages and on the wall. It's so peaceful. That's in the Philippines, probably my favorite. Okay. Outside of the Philippines. <laughs> Outside of the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say Bangkok, big Bangkok. Really? Yes. Okay. I loved, I loved it there. Um, I want to do more in Thailand. We had, we just had a great time in Bangkok. It was, we did a lot of different experiences there. It's hard to say, to be honest, but I, if I had to choose outside of Philippines, okay. Yeah. I only say, I only had such a dramatic reaction because. 
I've been to Thailand twice. One time I was in Bangkok. The other time I was in Phuket. And compared to Phuket, I hated Bangkok. <laughs> but okay, so how's Phuket? It's nice. Well, so it depends about like it depends what you enjoy. So I I do like city, but I would much rather be beach and like more relaxed life and more like nature and stuff like that so that's why i love phuket because it was beach it was relaxed there was nature okay. you got to see like the little monkeys and stuff everywhere you went <laughs> and like did all this stuff so that was really cool wow. and i i just enjoyed that whole trip it was super relaxing super calm and then bangkok was just traffic a lot of people <laughs> uh it was a lot. I mean, shopping is cool, but um, when we wanted to do something naturey, we were taking like uh, it should have been like an hour drive, but with traffic, it was like a four-hour drive <laughs> outside of the city mm-hmm. to get to like the beach or whatever we were trying to go to. If you like city, like Bangkok is definitely for you because it is another major city that <laughs> that has a lot See, of like markets is- and crazy things to go to. We're very, we're very the opposite though. But we just oh, enjoy okay. Bangkok. Like I think we made the most of Bangkok when we were there. It was only like five days, but mm-hmm. we're definitely like beach, like island. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I think Bangkok. Hmm, it was really cool like, what we did when we were there. Like I would recommend. <laughs> did you? Have you heard of the um, the airplane graveyard? I think that was in Bangkok. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't go. We so first of all, we were only there for like four and a half days. So okay. we did like a floating market. We took like a cooking class. Okay. We did we did like the typical okay. like things to do, <laughs> and we didn't get to dig do too deep into things. And then we also went did want to go to the beach, so that took like a whole day out of our time because we had to travel. Um. Party like that so we didn't get to do like everything so i could I be you. biased because i only did so much <laughs> but, but at the same time we didn't do everything either so it's, it's like and just thailand in general it's like we got to go back and see the beaches yeah well. but, mm-hmm. but in bangkok we did the airplane graveyard it's just site that just has these um crashed airplanes it's actually pretty amazing to see it's like Kind of touristy, kind of not. Um, mm-hmm. You can go and take pictures. We also did like uh, sakiant tattoos. It's like traditional ceremony when you get like tatted. With yeah, people. yeah, that's cool. And that, yeah, so that was cool. That was like um, like the Thai culture. We saw like mm-hmm. Muay Thai. Like they're really big on Muay Thai. So like, I guess the culture was really what was fascinating just um just seeing stuff like that so i don't know because for sure the city thing like because we're in manila right now and we're like yeah we kind of got to get out of the city is <laughs> yeah <laughs> you asked me a while ago I, I didn't even answer yeah we had to it kind of got mangled up with the covid but we had to renew our visas moving here in the philippines every day. 30 days and then like you can extend it longer once you're here longer but that was something mm-hmm. okay had to do too. all right sorry no, that's cool thanks for clarifying that i was wondering how often it had to happen 30 days is kind of frequent but it is the, like 
I guess you're in like the big city though, so they must have like. Yes, yes, it's it's actually close to us. But when we first had got here on our flight, we had to have a flight out in order to even like be let through. We had to have a flight out of the country within thirty days. So like that's how we. Mm. That's why we went to like Vietnam. We use that as an excuse gotcha. to travel. So, mm -hmm. um, but you can like extend it and stuff like that. But we just were like, let's just go out every thirty days. Yeah, that's fun. You gotta. You have to travel at that point. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, <laughs> my hands are tied. <laughs> um, so let's see what else. Did you experience any major culture shock when you first got there? Or was it really easy to settle in, I guess? Um, definitely some culture shock. There's just differences, right? But, mm -hmm. um, like when we first got here, there's just like certain, I noticed like certain gestures, like uh, English is spoken here, but the way some things translate, it might come off differently. So okay. like for instance, when we first got here after like traveling for 20 something hours, we had to like find our accommodation, the first night we were staying. And there was a mix up with the room or something, I can't understand, but they were like, wait a while. And they yeah. like, put their hand up, like, wait a while, like, put their hand up. And we were like, it was like, to us, it was kind of rude. We were like, okay. Yeah, why are you putting your hand in my face? <laughs> and, and then just saying, wait a while, how long is a while? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So um, at first, we we're like, what's that? And then we saw it happening over and over again. And that's just something they do. And okay. it's not like waiting a while. It's like, wait a minute, wait a sec. Mm -hmm. And like, they always put their hand up with it. So it's like just something you get accustomed to. Little things like that or like with them, Tagalog is their, their um, language here. There's a bunch of different dialects, but like in Manila, like mm -hmm. Tagalog, Tagalog it's spoken here. Like, thank you, it's Salamat. And you say, Salamat Po. Po at the end of it is like a term of endearment. And if you don't say Po, it's kind of like, if you just say okay. Salamat to like them, that's, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like little things like that were interesting to see. Like, you know, yeah. um, families very cherished here. They start celebrating Christmas now. Like, once the fur months, the September, October, November, and through like Christmas is, so they're like big on that. That was a culture shock. We heard Christmas music in September. We're like, what is going <laughs> on right now? Wow, that's a lot. That. So wait, is Christianity the big biggest religion out there? Yeah, Catholicism. They're you know, okay. heavy, heavy Catholic. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's wild, the Christmas music in September. I, <laughs> I need a... We heard it on the radio September, I kid you not, last year, September 1st. I checked, I checked the date and I heard it. I was like, what? <laughs> they grab driver, because that's like their, their, their form of Uber or Lyft is called grab. So we were in the grab. Mm -hmm. 
and the driver was like, yeah, once the September, once the Burr months hit, we're, it's Christmas, basically. So it's like Christmas before months. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> yes. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple other questions outside of the Philippines, so I'm going to wrap up the Philippine talk. But do you have any plans to return back to the States, or do y'all, are y'all comfortable with where you are? We're very comfortable where we are. We have um, we have plans to move to an island. Actually, we're wow because um, like the city life is very it's good. And the thing is, like outside of traveling, and it's still included in traveling. It's like when you make a decision like this, like so many things like work in your favor when you just set any decision, not just traveling, but it's like whether to start your own business or move across the country or start a new job or something that's like takes some courage, like making a decision and taking that first step, stuff falls into place for you. So coming here to Manila, we had plans, but we really were kind of just learning as we went, but we met the right people we made the right connections, like, I don't know how to explain just like that, that thing that works in everyone's life that's just like bigger than us, you know, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's God for you, the universe, whether it's whatever, whoever is listening, whatever you call that, it, it, it works for you. So we're thankful for Manila in that sense, the connections, but it's time to move to an island and really Mm-hmm. live that island life not just vacation <laughs> that's interesting so you would literally like y'all plan to stay out there the rest of your lives you gonna move to another country you gonna come like not come back at all or <laughs> um right <laughs> this is now i'm getting like your life questions you're <laughs> no, sorry this is, this is it's great because i love talking about this it's like we're uh-huh. we're we Three years married, we have no kids, we're traveling, we're building this, we're building this thing outside of ourselves, Wave Enterprise, that's bigger than us now. And it's growing. And it's still in its it's still in its toddler phase. I think it's out of its infancy. It's in its terrible twos now. <laughs> and we have this like we're like outside of traveling, myself, my wife and I we're we're into like meditation self-development and mm-hmm. just like you the environment and thinking holistically and having you know travel included is something that really helps change our perspective so financial freedom is one thing that we're big into like believing in so like we're as we're doing this we're setting up these streams of income so when the money machine is big enough and it will be and it's it's growing the world the world is our home like yeah we want to have like a settled station and it might most likely be in the u.s we don't know yet but like when yeah. we settle down and have kids but like right now like as we're working remotely like i'm online producer i sell beats online my wife does copywriting email like facebook ads mm-hmm. social media marketing kind of this multimedia thing we also like trade in the forex market so we're doing all these things where we're digital we're nomads so like yeah so you don't really need to be (laughs) anywhere (laughs) 
Yeah, and like traveling, I'm sure you've seen this. Like yeah. when you go so many places, it's like, what's a border? What like? Yeah. And then so yes, America in the term of home, we we are open to coming back, but we are very we're embracing the uncertainty, and we'd love to just keep our options mm-hmm. open. I want to go back to, you said you had a little destination wedding. Well, y'all technically yes. eloped, but you had the ceremony at a destination. And so Joy and I, Joy's the other co-host of the podcast. We have Joy. definitely talked about our dream weddings in the past, and we have both mm. been interested in destination weddings. So I just want to hear like, how well first of all was it really did y'all have like family come out and stuff or was it just you two yes it was family it was um probably just short of 30 people probably just right at 30 people total um okay so how did y'all get everybody there because family members be complicated sometimes oh man so (laughs) (laughs) that was i mean it was interesting because like not just family members, close friends. It's like something like a destination wedding shows you who's really for you, first of all. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you have the right people there because it kind of weans out who's not. And yeah. um, it's, it kind of, it was, it was fun coordinating. It wasn't too difficult. There were some people that needed to get passports. That's the thing, like, mm. I didn't realize how many people don't have passports. That was one situation oh, yeah. that showed me that. So I was like, wow, like that's, I thought it was just standard to have a passport. I've always had one. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, that was eye opening about the wedding. Uh, I'll stay on the wedding, but <laughs> it was beautiful. It was in Cancun, it was an all inclusive resort. Very grateful for it, the time we had. Um, Getting married, you know, even though it was already done, it was still the the emotional high from it. So it was like <laughs> I was ca- halfway there, halfway like out of my body the whole time. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would definitely recommend destination. Wedding. Like we had our, our vows read on the beach. Like we're all about the beach. Like that's Wave Enterprise, right? So like, mm-hmm. it was like. It was beautiful. If you if you enjoy or think about destination weddings, do it. It's and it was yeah. it's way cheap. It was way cheaper than a, a traditional wedding. Like yeah, far. I was gonna ask that. Did you guys like compare prices? I guess or it was just like see yeah, we here or should we go out? We saved hella money like a traditional wedding, and I'd have to like look up the numbers. I can't tell you off the top of my head like what the numbers crunched out to be, but like. Mm-hmm. It was like a traditional wedding, you know, sometimes we run like 15, 20 grand. That's kind of being like, a, a, you know, that's just what I would think about it. But it was less than that. It was probably like, like 10 grand, maybe a little more. We did even extra stuff because I played, like we rented a lot of like music, music gear and stuff. So that was okay, yeah. an expense. And like, mm-hmm. but like, and still, it was like eight. It was like eight grand before the music, or something like that. I can't. Remember. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Don't quote me. But it was yeah. so much cheaper 
than if we were to do a traditional way, priced it out and everything. <laughs> nice. Do you have any upcoming travel plans? I know with COVID, like that might not be true, but. Um, we've been going stir crazy, so we have to get out of here. Um, there's some <laughs> beaches that are sounding like they're opening up here close to us, a place, Patangas, that has a nice beach. Um, I told you we're looking to go live literally on the beach on an island. It's close to an island here called Dumaguete. It's specifically called Sikior. So we're going to go there and actually look at some some houses and kind of just get familiar and see if we want to commit to something, maybe a short term, like six months. And then, so looking for places there, we'll still turn it into something where we're having fun and relaxing and going to a beach too. So October, we're trying to see some water. So yeah, that's, answer your question. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> well, I, I have another random question. Because um, I know y'all are looking into moving and everything. Y'all been like house hunting. How is house hunting there compared to here? Like, is it super cheap there? Like, how does that all work? <laughs> yes, it's super cheap. We save so much money moving here. Uh, I know people like numbers, so I'll, I'll give numbers. Um, like in Atlanta, we, were, we had a two-bedroom. It was a little over a thousand. Um, we, we paid over half, like four fifty for our apartment. Um, wow! Two-bedroom. It's in the city. It's it's nice. It's a nice gated community. Has a pool, workout room. The amenities are nice. Like I know it's nice. I know it's not nice. This is nice in the middle like it's like yeah cool. um and we're looking at houses on the island which are less than this for like three bedroom two bedroom right on the beach and it's mm -hmm. like nice little small little like beach house that's perfect for us and the cat and like wow, that's saving money just on that food like everything is just a money saver out here yeah no that's really nice i had i figured it had to be a lot cheaper in thailand like our airbnb was like 20 bucks a night or something like that and it was a nice airbnb so <laughs> and, it was, and it had good quality like it was like, yeah cool. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah so all right so let's start to wrap up the interview we had some good conversations we talked about a lot you got you have a story i honestly should have just did like a two-part episode with you <laughs> <laughs> all right so what advice would you give to someone just looking to visit the Philippines, not necessarily move, but what's um, like one thing every new tourist must see? We talked a lot about it, but me personally, I would say the beach, the sunsets. Mm -hmm. uh, sunsets at the beach here are incredible. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Like you can find the beach anywhere, but there's something special about it here. Um, yeah. In Manila, there's some really cool things outside of the beach. Like, um, I'll say here in Manila, there's a very historic site called Intramuros that has some really cool history. I'm somewhat of a history junkie. Not really, but I really kind of, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. it. I enjoy <laughs> it in my later years. But there's a real cool spot here in Manila, too. I recommend Intramuros. It's must-see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my final question is, why do you think it's important for Black men and women to travel? 
um, to, you don't know what you don't know. And that's something I say to myself every day because I love learning. And you don't know when, whether it's, whether it's in a, a rough environment or a nice suburb, you don't know what's out there until you get out there. Like, even if it's in the country going somewhere else, like, but especially outside of the country, it's not just black and white. It's, it's so many different variables to life, so many different lifestyles, so many similarities and differences, and you don't know that until you know it. And I think, especially for the black community, we're, we're at this place now where we have this collective frustration about the system and how it is systematically against us, which I 100% believe. But there is so much we can do on our inner work. And going out and seeing things helps that. Like You have to see things to know that I am valuable. I am, I am, we are equal, we do matter. And like in, in kind of detaching from your current environment helps you see that. And I think that's what's important for us to see, get that passport. Just know, even if you're not traveling, just know you can. Having a passport, I can just dip right now if I really wanted to. Just, just I think that's a, a reprogramming that we, that's important for us. Mm -hmm. No, thank you for that. Um, I always love everybody's response to that because we ask it every episode and everybody has their own twist and I really like your perspective. But um, thank you, Lawrence, for doing this interview. Um, before we sign off, I want you to go ahead and tell the audience like where they can find you, where can they find your business, where can they find your travel stories. Um, you can do a little shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Find me, again, Lawrence Oliver III. You can find me on IG. I'm a musician. Uh, my stage name is Trey Peace, T-R-E-S-P-E-A-C-E. On Instagram, all platforms, you can find me, have some music on Spotify, stuff like that. Check me out, connect with me, I love to engage. Thank you for letting me shout myself out. Yeah, no problem. Oh, so also, also, sorry, 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 sorry. Wave Enterprise, Wave Enterprise. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, um, multimedia. Find us on Instagram. Uh, my wife and I, we're doing some very big things with some really cool people, including Melanin and Miles, Janelle enjoy we appreciate you guys and this is just something that's like harmonious with where we are right now so thank you so much for having us on no this is great thank you so much for being on and actually i know you know y'all know he's in the philippines i'm in oregon this is a whole like 15 hour time difference that we manage i'm up here at 8 a.m he got up at woke up at 11 p.m or i don't know but um so yeah. it was a lot we made it work we made it work but thank you again for doing this we loved your travel story i will definitely um put your links and socials in the show notes so everybody can find it um easily thanks again right. for having me yeah, no problem. And thank you everyone for listening. Make sure if you haven't yet, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's our only way to really know 
how um, y'all really feel about the podcast. If you don't have an iPhone, you can always make an Apple ID and kind of just go on a website or use somebody else's, use your friend's phone. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> you better.